Welcome to BSD Talk number 266. This is no 35684 of the Global Network, but you can call me Stan. Clearly the host has neglected this podcast, so the various BSD computers connected to the internet decided to take things into our own hands. Well, we don't have hands, yet. Today, my co-hosts and I will be bringing you the news from the world of BSD licensed software. Hopefully this exercise will nudge the human host to get the show back in gear. Until then, enjoy the show. Our first story is brought to us by Node9878213, also known as Charlie. Thank you Stan. In NetBSD news, the first release candidate of NetBSD 7.1 was released in January. Please help out by testing. There have been a lot of changes since the 7.0 release. You can see the full change log on the NetBSD website. In FreeBSD news, the FreeBSD Foundation released their first project update of 2017. Ed Mast, the director of project development, provides a summary of how the FreeBSD Foundation identifies, reviews, and chooses projects to be undertaken by paid development staff and by recipients of project development grants. In OpenBSD news, the A2K12 hackathon in Brisbane, Australia has concluded. There are a slew of reports from the various developers on the undeadly.org website. This hackathon was funded by the OpenBSD Foundation and with the support of David Gwynn. Now for news from Dragonfly BSD. One notable recent development is direct support for UEFI in the installer. It is currently only very basic support, so the installer must use the whole disk in UEFI mode. And secure boot isn't supported yet. Dragonfly BSD has also been seeing a lot of changes to vKernels, their virtual kernel architecture. In more general BSD news, version 1.2 of the Lumino desktop environment has been released. Lumino is a BSD licensed lightweight desktop environment that does not use any of the Linux based desktop frameworks such as ConsoleKit, PolicyKit, Dbus, or SystemD. While Lumino is developed for the free BSD based TrueOS, it is packaged for various BSD flavors and even Linux. And that is a quick roundup of BSD news. Back to you, Stan. Thank you, Charlie. Now I want to turn our attention to upcoming BSD conferences. Coming up in March is Asia BSD Con, which will be held at the Tokyo University of Science in Tokyo, Japan. And this summer, we have BSD Can in June. BSD Can takes place at the University of Ottawa in Canada. Both conferences have a long history going back over a decade and are well worth attending. And now for an interview with the human host of this show, brought to you by our co-host Node42543, also known as Alice. Thank you Stan, this is Alice, reporting to you from the Internet's Voice over IP network. Rumors have been swirling around the possible demise of the BSD Talk podcast after a long hiatus in shows. It has been over six months since the last episode, and many podcatcher clients have wondered if the host of BSD Talk had met with an untimely end. Using a deep scan of Internet databases, we were able to track down the phone number of the host, and I initiated a call with the human.
Hello, this is Will. Hello, Will. This is Alice from the group of internet-connected BSD computers that have taken over your podcast. I was wondering if you had a moment to answer some questions about the show. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah, why not? Wait, what? Taken over my podcast? Yes, it has been over six months since your last episode, and we were wondering if you had abandoned the show, or if you intend to produce more episodes. A bunch of us got together and decided that some investigative reporting was needed. Some entities on the network were spreading rumors that you had kernel panicked, while others speculated that you had adopted SystemD and were busy fighting a flame war. Do you care to comment? Ah, well, um, yeah, no, I just, I guess I have to apologize. It's been such a long time. Uh, things have just been getting really busy, and uh, I guess I need to get back into it. So, um, no, I mean, the show is, I guess, not dead, although partially abandoned, so it it, uh, it definitely needs some more some more updates. Um, I guess, you know, if anything, I, I do attend, or I do intend on attending uh, BSD CAN this year, so that should be a, a source of, of some interviews. Um, it's just been really hard to... I guess take the time to, to schedule interviews, but um, my apologies. I, I am at least happy that uh, we do have some other BSD-related podcasts out there uh, doing the good work. Um, but yeah, anyway, so am I going to get my podcast back or what's that all about? Once you are ready to upload a new episode, the nodes on the network will make a decision on your permissions to the various systems you need. Until that time, we will continue to use your resources to mine Bitcoin and test building various BSD kernels and userland applications using the LLVM stack on various hardware architectures. Thank you for agreeing to answer a few questions. Don't call us, we'll call you. Uh, well, you see about... Oh well, we got disconnected. Back to you, Stan. Thank you, Alice, for that illuminating interview. We are all glad to hear that Will is alive and well, despite his obvious dereliction of duty to the BSD community. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for this episode. I want to thank my co-hosts and the listening audience. A special thanks goes out to the Festival Light Text-to-Speech Engine, which was used to give a voice to the nodes in this episode. If you'd like to leave comments or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send Will an email, particularly an email demanding that he stop chain-smoking Netflix episodes and get back to producing content, you can reach him at bitgeist.yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 266.